Hello and welcome to Diary of an Indie Writer, whether you're a previous listener or you're here for the very first time. My name's Jazz Hoti, I'm an independent writer and writing coach, and this podcast is my audio diary to document my journey, the conversations I'm having along the way, and my tips for fellow writers. I am delighted to bring you today's episode, the second of three fireside conversations to celebrate my soon-to-be-released first book, The Indie Author. These conversations were, believe it or not, recorded way back in December of last year. And so I'd like to thank both of today's guests for being so patient with the release of this episode, and indeed, the book itself, which they contributed to. And so, I'm today delighted to be sharing with you my conversation with Anya Shulorena and John Davis, and here's a little introduction for each of them. Anya Ayesrena is the author of the novel City of Lies, and under the pseudonym Sina Jasur, has also published several books on minimalism, nutrition, and self-publishing. As a coach for intuitive writing, she supports creatives in finding their voice and finishing their projects. Anya lives with her husband and three kids in Dresden, Germany. John C. Davis is an author, writer, speaker, and musician based in South Florida. John has spent much of his career as a music educator for middle and high schools. John's first book, Accept, Connect, Heal, A Vision of Hope for Our World, was self-published in December of 2019. His newest book, A Great Healing, The Age of Compassion is Upon Us, is available on Amazon. I really hope you enjoy this conversation between the three of us, where Anya and John share their writing journeys, how they approach marketing and editing, how they navigate the balance between writing and making money, and more. Before we get started, the Indie Author book is going to be released very shortly, before the end of the month. If you'd like to follow the journey to release and access the discounted pre-launch price, you can subscribe to my newsletter at www.indiewriter.net forward slash subscribe. And with that being said, here it is, the second of these three special fireside conversations for the launch of the Indie Author book. This is my conversation with Anya Shularena and John Davis. We are recording. Um, John, Anya, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I've spoken to you both before. It's lovely to be speaking with both of you um, at once this time. We've never <laughs> done this before. Just, yeah. just before we begin, actually, um, you may know this already. So uh, on Zoom, top right, you can toggle between speaker and gallery view. Um, some people prefer uh speak of you mm. which is where you can you can basically as we all talk we just appear and it constantly changes on gallery view you can just see the three of us constantly um yeah which is my preference i just thought i'd yeah mine too <laughs> yeah perfect so we're all we are all synced up um maybe maybe to get things started um if you if you could take it in turns 
to say a few words um, or as little as many about who you are, what you're up to. Um, and also if you could share um, the book that you have written and published to date, I think, am I right in saying that both of you published your first book this year? Mm, quite. Mine came out in 2019. Did it? Yours was last year, John. And, and Anya, for you? My first novel came out this year, uh -huh. but I have published some nonfiction books before, but uh, my novel yeah. came out this year. So it's, I, but it's not my first book. <laughs> it's not your first book. No worries. Um, in, in which case, yeah, if you, if you could talk about your most recent book um, and say a few words about yourself, that'd be fantastic. As little, little as much as you like, just because you're, I can see you on the top. Um, John, would you like to go first? Sure. Well, thank you, Jazz, for inviting me. And I knew it was a pleasure. I know we spoke a couple minutes uh, the other day, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, so it's, I appreciate you inviting me to this. It's really awesome. Um, my book is called Accept, Connect, Heal, A Vision of Hope for Our World. And I wrote it a couple of years ago. It's a series of essays that I had wrote, written uh, about how I could see the world in a more hopeful place, um, to see people connecting more. That my, my fundamental belief is that if we accept each other for who we are, then we learn to connect with each other. And if we learn to connect with each other, we, we can help heal each other and the planet. That's the premise of the book. The essays basically poured out of me in a series of probably a couple of months during 2018, 2019. And it was on social media that I should combine those, maybe possibly take those essays and combine them together and and publish it. So that that, that was really the genesis of it. It was a very organic process. So I believe it's a hopeful book. It's a, it's a very visionary book. It's my vision of how we can get along better with each other. And, and the interesting thing about it is when I published it in 2019, December 2019, it was pre-COVID. And what's interesting is I read some of the things in there and I'm like, wow, this could have been kind of written, kind of written for our time. I didn't, I didn't realize it at the time. Uh, that some of it's relevant. It's kind of interesting how that kind of thing works. I had, no, of course, no idea. But um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the short version of that. Fascinating. Thanks, John. And we're all, yeah, yeah. looking forward to, to, to diving in further over the course of this conversation. Anya, um, yeah. multi, multi published author. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah, I started out with non fiction books just because I. Uh, thought I could uh, earn money with nonfiction more easily and I just all my life I wanted to write novels and I just was too scared to just go for it and that's why I yeah I just needed time and two years ago I said to myself I just want to write novels and that's why I just focused on writing this novel here that's my book it's published in germany it's called city of lies in in english and it's about an attorney 
who struggles with the death of her parents and the and her father was an attorney as well and so it's about her keeping up or having high morals and she kinds of struggles with um, the picture that people have of her dad and then she finds out that he wasn't as much as a hero as she thought and stuff like that so it's really about herself and how she finds herself and yeah learns to live um yeah for uh, her own rules not just what other people think or her, her father might have thought about her so yeah and i'm working on new novels <laughs> as every day so fantastic um yeah now the book sounds really interesting um definitely sounds oh, like my, my cup of tea sounds like something i would read for sure fiction wise because i read a lot of non-fiction um something interesting you said so you you, you started off writing non-fiction um before um it sounds like really leaning into what your heart was calling you to do yeah and going to, to fiction um what, what was can you talk to us about that what was there a was there a turning point was it more gradual um how, yeah, is, how um, is it how is it you you came to leaning into really following the fiction path um like i said i always felt drawn to writing novels i mean i have those stories in my head um since i was a child and um even before i could write <laughs> i had stories in my head so i was always drawn to that but um nowadays you kind of are expected to have a job that earns money and i was always told as a writer you can never earn money or not enough you have to be really good and that's why i took a lot of time first i studied communication science and worked and then i wanted to do something from home and on my own that's when i said i should write and <laughs> but i still thought uh, a novel would just take too long and um, that's why i started to writing uh, to write non-fiction books because you can my first this is the one of my it's just you can see it's just a very small little booklet and it's I think 48 pages about minimalism, something I was really interested in at the time and did a lot of research anyway. And so it took me about three months to write it and publish it and it became a little success so I could earn money with it quite easily. Mm. But I didn't have as much fun with it as, I mean, I was still drawn to my novels. <laughs> I wanted to write this. That's why I at some point decided I have to do what I really feel like doing and I could still earn some money with those books anyway and I have to luck this my that my husband earns some money so I'm not really I mean I'm financially dependent on him now but I have the chance and I'm very grateful for that to really um, work on my dream and write my novels. Mm. I did not know you had a book about um, minimalism. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's only fair that it, it's a shorter book because yeah, you know, I was going to say that too. Yeah. The, the topic of, of minimalism, you know, like a, fi a five hundred page, uh, yeah. um, like an yeah. epic saga, it, it would almost yeah. uh, feel contradictory, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> can, can I ask? Um, you meant you mentioned um, money and nonfiction. Um. This feels quite important. I th and th this feels like something which we all get drawn into. It's like, um, I can write 
however you know there's so many hurdles when it comes to writing our stuff right and it's like i'm putting my stuff on the paper but i also need to make money from that mm. do you feel that you put um but it's do, do you feel like you put it sounds like you did you feel that, that you put that expectation on the non-fiction stuff yeah and um are you doing that now with your fiction or has that changed in in some ways um i mean of course i want people to read it mm -hmm. but i mean i would write those novels anyway <laughs> even if i would never earn money with it that's i think a very important point that you kind of or i kind of try to find ways to earn money as a writer and also i'm now starting out as a writing coach because this is really my passion i want to talk about writing i want other people help with their creativity so i try to build a kind of a business around writing because this is where i draw energy from because i'm really interested in that and this was also why i stopped writing those non-fiction books i mean i had a blog and a youtube channel a lot of stuff just to get people to know my non-fictional books you have to do a lot of marketing but I really wasn't in there with my heart and about writing novels is something I really want to do. And I really love talking about this stuff. And mm -hmm. that's why I think I try now to go into this direction and um, also with creating a writing course and being a writing coach so that there's not that much pressure on my novels to earn enough money for me. So this is how I try to structure this. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, thank you. Because, uh, and I'm, 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 I want to ask you um, a similar question around uh, money, John, in a moment. But one, something I've, I've realized, and um, I, don't, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade at all. Um, it is really difficult to make money and sustainable income from writing books. Mm. Um, and... I'm not, I'm not saying it's, it's Im, impossible. Um, but I, I, um, and, and that's actually whether you go self published or even published these days, the, the, the deals that you get as a published author, um, aren't as lucrative, uh, as they, as they used to be. And of course, you know, we can look at the Stephen Kings of the world. Um, but the reality is, um, those are, uh, few and far between. Um, and a lot of uh, writers making money from writing, um, I think, are um, also doing similar things with regards to kind of digital products and courses and coaching. Uh, Joanna Penn springs to mind. I know she's got lots mm -hmm. and lots of, she writes fiction. Um, but, um, and I, actually, I think she's quite honest about her revenue and, and where that comes from. My understanding is that the, the, the big portion of that is from everything around her fiction and not the fiction itself. So, yeah. Um, John, uh, money, writing, did you, did, did you have any monetary ambitions when you wrote? Uh, how is, we're going we're gonna to talk about everyone's favorite thing, marketing, uh, in, in a little bit further down. Um, hear, hear what you both say about that, but... Um, yeah, uh, how have you how have you been when it comes to money and writing for money? Has that been has that been a thing for you? Well, my you know my primary source of income right now 
there's there's two things, and I could relate a lot to what, what Anya was saying. Um, is I, I teach music and I perform music. I've been I've been a musician for years and years, my my whole life really. I went to school for it. I teach in the schools. I teach privately. I, I you know I do that. So that's that's where I where my my bread and butter, so to speak, has been in terms of income. Uh, I'm also in in a very blessed uh, position and grateful that um, my wife works full time. I'm just losing you, John. I don't know if it's and the same for you, Anya. Been, yeah. You know, fortunate enough to work, you know, during the pandemic, which has been around. What it's done is it's enabled me to continue my writing. I feel like my internet's going out. Can you hear me okay? I, I, no, I, I hear you again. I, I actually okay. got all of that, but it, it, <laughs> okay. it, it was cutting in and out. But okay. I, I understood everything that you were that you were you were saying. Okay, perfect. Okay, so so basically, you know, my my, my bread and butter is my music, and you know, uh, financially, I'm, I'm I'm in a good place, and so what the writing didn't start out initially for me as like. I'm going to make a lot of money doing this. It wasn't that that was the idea. The idea was I had a whole bunch of things that I wanted to say and ideas that I want to put out into the world. And as, as it's evolved, I'm starting to, you know, form more of a business with it. You know, that, that's kind of where it started with me. So my, my, my mind is more in the creative realm than it is in the business realm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I frankly don't, sometimes don't, you know, I'm, let me put it this way. I'm learning how to have, uh, uh, to conduct it as, as a business rather than just a, a, a pa- or a passion and a business at the same time. Uh, up to this point, it's been more exciting, kind of like what Anya was saying, you know, that um, I just feel better when I write. It, it's, it, it could be a very therapeutic thing and it's something that has improved my life. And it and it's all it's basically a, a an addition to my my spiritual life and all the other things that I do that that help me feel good about 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 my world and so it's 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 an expression it's it's an ability to express all the ideas. Um, would I like to see me making money from it? Absolutely. Do I do I want it to be a business? Yeah. And and I and I'm working towards that. Like I'm improving you know, all the time trying to think in the business head, you know, that's, that's one thing that I, another thing I'm blessed with, with my wife is that she has an MBA. Um, and so in business, so she's, she has that business head. So I learn a lot from her all the time about how, how do I, what kind of posts do I put up on Twitter and Facebook and what kind of ads should we be running on Facebook? And what's the what are the right keywords and you know and how do we market this thing? So I'm learning just all the time about how to how to how to network and and connect more with people. You know that that that's a side that's not my stronger side. Um, the stronger side is the creative part, and I'm learning how how to how to bring the business business mind into it. Mm-hmm. 
yeah yeah um yeah no thanks john for speaking about that so openly i think that's a really common experience and uh one, one thing um you've both been super honest about um you know having partners who uh are, are earning and um i guess help, helping support you financially and, and do do this work that you're doing one thing i've realized again i've been i've been really i've been really fortunate i live at home with my parents and my brother at the moment um i left my job five years ago and i've had other jobs since but it's been um uh a path towards figuring out doing my own thing and there's been it's been a long and winding journey what i've realized is um it's really nice not having not having to worry about making money uh, in the sense that i'm doing this to make the money it just feels too close and it just the pressure and um it's actually not conducive to me doing my best work and writing from mm-hmm. an authentic um open place and fear not taking over uh or, or ego taking over uh, i know mm-hmm. in the past when I've started stuff, I've looked at the end goal and been like, okay, um, you know, I've done various different things, different businesses. Oh, let's do this. What makes the most sense to help me make the most money by X point. And it's just not, it's not worked out well for me and I've not felt good about it. Um, and to add some context here, I know we're, um, we're talking about, uh, in kind of books in this conversation, but you know, more broadly about writing, I've been blogging since the spring summer of 2015. Um, So it's been five years. I made um, my first money from my writing this year in January or February when, uh, when I uh, opened up like a paid membership for the INF club community. Uh, the only exception was, I think I might have shared this with you before, John, because I know you've written on Medium. I think I made like 10 bucks on Medium. Um, but aside from that, you know, I, um, it's, been, it's been a long path. And, I, you know, I, I don't say that to be like, it, it, yeah, it's great. You, you know, <laughs> it's great not to make money, just write. And, but but, but mm-hmm. for, me, for me, it was having the freedom to create and express regardless yeah. of there being money and you know all this stuff where um i think this is the way to do it to be in that creative space first in my opinion it feels healthy um and for infs like i know both of you are it does and figure out the business stuff after because i think if we do it the other way around it kills the um the intuitive and realness and the actual the the very personal value we get from our writing yeah um Mm. and i yeah i'm 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 the same i think you've you've john you've alluded to this and i think anya you you will also resonate i do like you know there's a lot of writing i do which i I put out there but i also do my own journaling um and it's really important to me that i keep um there's writing that i do which is kept separate and i don't fall down that's a really it can be a really uh slippery slope an easy trap to fall into of okay everything i'm going to write is going to go out there because (laughs) immediately that pressure is put on right and before you know it before i know it i'm no longer writing for myself in this free Mm. way 
I'm thinking about that end goal. Um, and so there's the fear there. And then there's also the other person at the other end, um, mm. which I think it's important to bear in mind to a certain extent. But yeah, just creating that distance from me between money and um, even the writing that I put out in the world and that which I use to write to myself and for myself. Mm. feels super important. I, I, I think for me, what helps is I, I try to think uh, long, long term. You know, I, I, I'm always trying to think down the road, you know, because I've already I've got my my next book coming out, but but I've already got the third book I've already got in my head. I know exactly what I want to do already. Mm -hmm. And my mindset is that I'm going to, you know, I learned a lot from the process of my first book. I learned, you mm -hmm. know, because I made a lot of mistakes and I, I'm trying to learn from those mistakes in, in the next process. And then my thought is, you know, at some point, it's going to start to generate. I mean, the goal is obviously, you know, to turn it into a, into a business, but I, it is, it is a challenge. I can relate to what you're, what you're saying jazz about, you know, I want to be authentic with what I'm saying. And, you know, I want, and I have an audience that I, you know, a certain audience that I think I'm speaking to that, that, you know, I speak in a certain voice to this audience. Um, so I want to be true to that, but I also want to be true to myself. I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to forget my own process. Uh, one thing that, that Lauren Sampala has taught me over the years, cause she's been a writing coach to me the last couple of years. Is she said, you know, no, no matter what you write in so many words, she said this, not a direct quote, but she said in so many words that, that there's an audience for everything. You know, whatever you write, you're going to, there, there's going to be somebody who's going to be into what you're doing. And the trick is, and Jazz, you were talking about this, but marketing, the trick is to find those people mm. and to get your work in front of them. Um, but there's an audience for everything. You know, the, the, there, there's going to be somebody somewhere who's going to be into what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And, and that was very affirming to me because, you know, cause I always had, that's why I didn't write for years. I thought, well, mm -hmm. who's going to want to read my stuff? How in the world am I going to find these people? I don't And, and, and what I'm being supported with from Lauren and jazz and I'm hearing it from Ani too, is that there's an audience out there. And, and the trick is how do I tap into my own authenticity and, and do what's important to me and and then how do I find the people who would be into that to create, to create a business out of it? Because I, I do want to, I do want to make a living do this. I mean, mm. it's, it's a goal for me. Uh, I would love to be able to sit eight or 10 hours and just write and write and write and write, you know, and say, this is how I'm making money. I, that's a goal for me. You know, I don't, um, so it's not, it's not, you know, I don't say it's going to happen next week, but what I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not going to happen next week. But what I'm saying is, that's a goal for me. And and the trick is to match up my own authenticity with who I am, and find out who the people are who who, who resonate with that. You know, I found that through Medium. Um, There's certain people that I resonate with, and on Twitter, and I found those communities in there. The trick is how how do you how does one monetize that and stay true and stay true to who you are without, without writing and say, Oh, this person wants to hear that thing. So I'm mm -hmm. going to write it. 
Now, I don't want to write that way. I don't, I don't want to write like a, oh, I'm going to write so this person likes it. I don't want to get into that. That's not good for me either. I want to stick in my own. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm hearing you talk about it, and I, and I, appreciate, I appreciate that, that we're talking about that. I think it's an important topic. Yeah, we, we don't, like I say, these, it's these, these real experiences and these nuances doesn't get seen when you're online uh, and you're, you know, you've got, um, and, you know, the writing, commu- the writing community online on Twitter is great, uh, fantastic place. Um, but uh, it just becomes a, well, this is, I certainly speak for myself here. Um, all I'm seeing is follower numbers. And how long this person's been around and how many books they've got. Uh, and then I form a very simplistic notion in my head that says, oh, okay, three books, 10,000 followers. They're doing quite well. They're probably making about this one. I need to go. And before you know it, you're kind of, so these, these conversations are really important. Um, there was something I wanted to say in response to that. Yeah. Have you both come across, um, the concept of um, a thousand or even 100 true fans, Kevin Kelly. No, I haven't heard no. that. I'll have to send you this and I'll, I'll have to share this as well. Um, this is what I live by and which I actually need to keep reminding myself about. Um, Cause the concept is this, if you've got uh, a, uh, it was it was the original article was you know was the concept was a thousand true fans um, but they've said even these days you know it can be 100 with you know mm. different, different products and you've got different uh higher 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 price courses and you've got um you know monthly recurring revenue for um patreons and membership programs or what have you you only need a smaller number than you think who are interested in you and will buy what you put out into the world when you put it out into the world. Mm. So, you, you know, you can do the math of, uh, okay, if I'm selling a book or this thing for this amount, how many people I need to make this amount. And, uh, mm. yeah. Um, I, I honestly think, and you know, this is where you're saying all these niches are there. There are people for everything, John. And mm. I, I think, um, there's an energy that we put out. There's like an individual imprint that we all have, whether it's mm. a blog post or um, a book or a poem. And um, we don't know who, but it's a case of, and this is where, you know, marketing has to be a thing and you've got to show up in these places, um, the places that make you feel good and the places that you, well, yeah, ideally you feel good and ideally where you know there are um the sort of people who are mm. in, into your stuff, right? The, the demographics or the psychographics. Um, show up authentically, put your stuff out, slowly build that list. And before you know it, you've got, you don't even need a huge list. I used to think I need thousands and thousands of people on my list. You don't. It's all about quality over quantity. Mm. And this, um, like I say, I'll share, you, I'll share with you both the link, this 1,000 true fans, yeah. because yeah. it's really, um, yeah, I really believe in it. Uh, you don't, you don't need lots and lots of people. You just need a mm. few, um, who you serve well and who you build a really, you know, authentic relationship with over, over, over time as they engage with your stuff. 
Yeah. And I think also important is your own energy. If you are true to yourself and follow your energy and do the stuff you like doing and feel mm. good about, especially with marketing, mm. it's way easier for you to keep up with it. Just uh, if you do something you don't like and you always have to kind of force yourself to tweet or something, mm. if you don't feel good about this, it won't really work or you cannot keep it up over weeks and months or years. So it's better to choose a marketing site that you feel like, yes, this is fun. I like doing this. I like connecting with people mm -hmm. over this, like Twitter or Instagram. I don't know what you choose. <laughs> so I think this is also very important. Yeah. Let's say it feels like we've naturally kind of got onto marketing. Um, and, and, and yeah, you've, yeah, uh, you, you've said that really nicely, you know, do what, and again, I used to be like, Oh, you've got all these platforms and tomorrow there's another yeah. platform. You've got Pinterest and LinkedIn and mm. Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. I, I, if I'm on all the platforms, this will be better for me. So let me kill myself and, and design stuff for all <laughs> of the platforms and soak up all that energy. Uh, this is, this is the thing as well, like marketing energy, like Twitter, like is my favorite, but even so it, it can be quite tiring marketing. Um, yeah. But what does that what does that look like for you, marketing? How have you? Um, are there any things that you've realised work for yourself? Whether it's the platforms that you're on, or even the way that you do marketing and what you've learned, kind of feels feels good for you. I um, because I thought about this, what I would really like doing i started those live writing streams that we did together uh, jazz this is something mm -hmm. i really enjoy and i think this is also over long term people can connect with me over those streams and so i think the most important thing is for marketing to connect with people and not just see uh, people that buy but people you can connect with on a more personal level i think the better the connection the um, yeah, the more the people will buy stuff from you when they feel like it, they, when they like you or have a deeper connection with you. Mm -hmm. And then I also use yeah Twitter and Instagram, but I struggle a bit with that, I have to say. So I really go and try to find a routine that I like not posting every day. I think this is too much for me as it takes away too much energy. So I try to like post each week something and yeah, I try to find my way like that. What I learned from my non-fictional books, I think this is also very important here in Germany, for instance, about the topic minimalism, I kind of reached quite easily the status of an expert because I had a, blog, I had a website and a blog about minimalism and I had published this book and I suddenly got a lot of calls from people from TV shows and stuff here in Germany that wanted to film me or invited me to documentaries and mm. so it can help to have yeah when if you have a topic that you want to sell something about to have a little booklet that you sell somewhere and on amazon or for instance and when people realize this and you also have a website they kind of yeah say you are an expert in this topic and then you get more invited from other people and so this is also a way to get more noticed by other people and new people that might buy your book then. This is also what, what I find quite an interesting experience. 
Yeah, the the authority of it. I, I never yeah. I never knew. Is, is your minimalist blog still online? No. <laughs> when I said I want to write novels, and it was to like because I got all those calls and people wanted from me to know about minimalism, but I didn't really want to um, talk about this anymore. For me, this topic was um, yeah, I wasn't. This topic was just finished. I mean, I'm still a minimalist, but I didn't want to talk about it all the time and discuss it with people. I wanted to write my novels. That's why I took the website off because a website also takes some work uh, regarding legal stuff. And that's why I took it down. <laughs> so, but the books are still available. So I still earn some money with the books. That's really cool to have mm. followed your heart, um, even though yeah. you were getting interest around minimalism. There's a, um, the actor, there's an act, actor, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He's doing the rounds at the moment because I think his book has come out. Uh, and he spoke about when he, uh, um, he turned down a 50 million pound film deal um, because he was being typecast in these romance roles. Mm. Um, and then what followed after that was his Oscar winning performances. Mm. Um, so, Anya, yeah, it sounds like you're, you're Matthew McConaughey. You're turning, you're, you're yeah. shutting <laughs> down that doesn't, doesn't make you feel good. And um, yeah, I'm sure it'll lead to something worthwhile. And uh, well, most of all, you feel like, uh, it feels like it's it feels like you're going with your heart and um, yeah i just feel better now i mean mm. i'm just it just made me anxious to talk to those people and to yeah i just didn't want to do it so sometimes just it's not about the money it's also about how do you feel each day and do you like what you're doing and if you just mm. do it for because you get some money out of it it's not healthy i would say so and in the long run i think if I do something with lots of energy and love. I think I'm quite sure I, you will earn money. Mm -hmm. Somehow you will find a way to reach people and get something out of it in money-wise as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important for, for, for us yeah. all, especially, you know, writers, artists, we're quite kind of sensitive mm. souls who I think get into this from, for like a personal, for personal yeah. reasons, right? Because it's, mm. it feels like a core part of us. It is us, yeah. it comes from us. Mm. um so so yeah no, thank you thank you for sharing uh, john how about yourself with with, with marketing what, well, have you, I, what, have, what have you learned about what um yeah what what perhaps what works for you what feels what feels good to you well i i appreciate what anya's talking about about relationships because that that seems to be the key, the key thing is, is building those personal relationships mm -hmm. and connecting, actually connecting with the audience. Mm -hmm. I think as a, I don't know if I want to put, blame it on <clears throat> my introversion or whatever, but, but I know my, my, my tendency is to, is to, to kind of do my own thing and put it out there. And then the challenge is for me to to connect with those people that are responding to my work and to, you know, I know of people who, who will respond to every or, or attempt to respond to every response. In other words, if somebody says, Hey, I like your work or I can relate to what you're saying, what I'm trying, what I try to do is I try to respond to each person and say, well, I appreciate that. Thank you for, thank you for saying that. Thank you for responding. You know, um, in other words, try to have a try to have a relationship, uh, a connection with with the with the audience, 
And that is not something that has come naturally to me. I, I have to work at that a little bit because uh, I want to be, I want to kind of sit in my room and just write my work and put it out there and put it out there and put it out there. And whoever likes it, that's great. I appreciate that. But the whole thing of connecting with somebody else uh, can be, become challenging for me. But when I do it and I'm getting better at it, you know, I'm definitely getting better at it. I do it more than I used to, that's for sure. And when I do it, I feel so much better. And uh, what happens is my work, whatever I'm putting out there, takes on more meaning to me personally when I connect with the audience. Because then I can see how it's not only affected me, but it's also affecting other people. And then when I see it affecting other people in a positive way, it just, I don't know, it validates it validates what I'm doing as important and it, it, it's important to somebody, you know, I'm not going to say it's important to everybody, but it's important to somebody. It's, imp it's important to me and, 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 and it's going to be important to somebody else. And so it just, I don't know, it just makes me feel like I'm doing some good in the world and doing something positive when I'm able to connect with my audience, because then I see and I get to hear and I get to be in a conversation about how, how what I'm doing is, is affecting other people. So I'm not in this isolated little bubble doing my thing, but, but, I'm, but, but the work becomes, you know, we become connected to the work. Because I feel that way when I read other people's work, when I read authors' work, I feel connected to them. I feel like, wow, I know a little bit about, more about this person. I feel like I'm learning something about them personally through their work. Um, I mostly read nonfiction, that, that's my thing. Um, I do that for myself because I really like hearing personal stories about things, people who are overcoming challenges, people who've overcome really like serious challenges in their life and, and I get inspired by that. So, so I connect to that energy. So I wanna know who the person is who who is uh, writing that work. Well, if it's true for me, it must be that way for other people. It must be that way for the people who are reading my work. They say, who is, who is this guy? What, what, is, you know, what is he about? What's his... So I'm, I'm learning to do a little bit of that when I write my essays now, because I try to post a bunch of essays on Medium every week. And I, I'm trying to be a little more personal than I used to be. I try to share a little bit of my own story a little bit more. I share about who I am a little bit more, um, try to be a little more vulnerable about my issues and strengths and weaknesses and, and things that I need to still work on. Uh, I try to do that in, 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 in an attempt because I want to be part of, I want to connect with my audience a little bit more. And I, and I know that helps. I, I certainly helps me when I hear other people share about their experience and their story you know, I, I listen to a lot of Brene Brown. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's somebody I really, really resonate with. Um, yeah. And Oprah, yeah, yeah. Soul Sunday and that whole energy. Oh my God. You know, and, and when I hear those two sit down, they're just, they're just sharing their stories. They're, just, they're sharing who they are and where they come from. And I love that. You know, I love that. I would like to see, I would like to see myself doing more of that. 
Let me put it that way. I have not done enough of that in my own marketing. And it's something that I want to strengthen in my own business. I, I, I tend to, to shy away from that a little bit and stay in my own bubble. So that, that's my own personal work that I need to continue to work on. But I think it's a huge part, part of marketing. I think it's huge. Yeah. I think it's a process as well, right? Of being, um, being seen um, mm. and, and, and unfurling. Because I certainly know, you know, with my, with my writing, I've, and what I've put out there, I've over time um, felt more comfortable sharing different parts of myself and deeper parts of myself. Mm. Um, I think that takes time. I think that is a process. Yeah. I think it's almost um, uh, it's the feedback you get from others that in some ways, and like you say, helps you navigate that. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I do, I do think as, uh, as, as, as any creative that that is like a thing, right? Whether you're making music or, or drawing or, or writing stories, um, it's yeah, it's a thing to contend with, and I, I actually think we're quite we're quite fortunate. When I um, was listening to a podcast uh, with Sia recently, um, and I'm a fan of um, Avicii, and they've both spoken about um, how anxiety-inducing performing live was. I think we're quite fortunate in that. Um, that whole live element, of course, there are ways of incorporating that into your work, but that's not so much. I think it's more of a thing with musicians as writers. Mm. Um, we just have to, yeah, we can almost uh, navigate that um, a little bit more, more kindly. It feels like not easy still, um, <laughs> but I think it's, it, isn't it interesting, John, how um, I think, yeah, people just really want to, I think everyone just wants really wants to get to know others and to know that they're mm. okay um and to be inspired and nourished by others who this is my take on it we've all got our own energy and we respond to different energies um and your energy is probably meeting them where they are and what they need at that moment whether it's fictional non-fictional whatever it is um and this is another really interesting thing which i think happens um and uh a friend uh, a friend of mine cat uh, so she was someone else on the inf summit that i know you guys mm -hmm. both um yeah cat rose yeah. saw cat has recently stepped into astrology stuff yeah um and um i know she won't mind me saying this she was she was a little bit she felt a little bit apprehensive about um a stepping into that and also you know how how my audience respond um but actually they've responded very well i think and I, th I think there's a couple of things in there i think she was i think even without realizing getting more spiritual in her writing mm -hmm. but i also think that your audience when they, they meet you where they are three five years ago now two years time you've evolved and changed mm -hmm. and I think they've, a lot of them actually evolve with you mm. which is a super interesting thing wow that's um, really interesting yeah so you you mm. might if you haven't already john you might even find that that happens with um 
the folks that um the folks that are following your work and uh, are responding to what you're putting out. Yeah, I see that. I see the audience changing a little bit. Yeah. It's interesting. Really, really interesting. I, d I do want to make sure um, this has been a yeah super interesting talk about money and about marketing. Um, I do want to make sure that I ask you both about um, more about a little bit more about your writing um, and what that looks like for you. Like the, um, I guess there's no better way to say it than the, the writing process. Process always sounds so formulaic. And I know when I say that word, I'm like, I don't know who has a process, but my process is not a process. <laughs> it, is all over, it is all over the shop and it changes like constantly. Um, so, I mean, what does, uh, I guess, what, what would the closest thing to, I guess, a writing process look like for you? Um, and perhaps if you could draw on, again, the most recent book, so John, um, except Connectio and Anya, um, your fiction work, uh, is, it a ta uh, is it Town of Lies? Yeah, City of Lies. City of Lies. I would say in, in English. Um, for, I can say, because I've written nonfiction, it's a totally different process for me. And yeah, then it's, you can imagine. And with the novel, the first thing is the idea. It just comes down on me. It just happens and I have to write it down and not think about it. It just it takes me some days. I'm like in a certain stage, I cannot do anything else. I really have to write down those ideas. Mm. And then the second most important part for me is that it really takes a lot of time to get to know the novel, what it's really about, and also the characters, because it's like, I always try to um, paint this as, it's like when you find bones in the, in the soil, like a dinosaur or something, you just see some parts of it first, and you really have to dig it up step mm -hmm. by step, and in the end you have those small, mm -hmm. you take something to, take the small dirt away and so it's really a whole process of getting deeper into the story and yeah getting to know it myself so I write a lot um, and talk about with the characters a lot I just try to figure out why they do what they do and what are their motives and at some stage and this usually takes me some years you know it's like two or three years I would say from my experience now and then I can put this all together, write this, and then send it out to my editor sometime. So the, um, I think the most difficult part for me in the past was to accept that it takes such a long time that I cannot force this out of me. Like a lot of writers just write five or thousand words a day or something like that. This doesn't work for me at all. And this was what I struggled with. And now I have accepted, I follow the energy, first the idea, and then I get to know the story and take breaks in between because sometimes I just doesn't get any more information and I have to take it, uh, put it away for some time and work on something else. And so I have different novels I'm working on now because they are in different stages. Some One, my next novel is quite, I can put together now everything and there are other novels as well somewhere I have been working on, not at the same time, but usually I feel like drawn to this project again, and I take it out and work on it. So, hmm. how, how many how many do you have on the go at any one time, Anya? I can already say. I mean, on my website, I have some projects projects listed up to 
also show myself that I'm working. <laughs> so I think mm. I have two or three I could, I'm quite, um, yeah, come quite far with like two or three I could do the next years, mm -hmm. could finish the next years. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I know you have obviously other commitments as a human being uh, yeah. and as a, as a, as a mother. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you do you do you plan like each week ahead? Do you take the, your no, day I, as I, they come? I stepped away from that because it's not working with with my creativity. I mean, I try to do this. I, especially, um, it depends on which stage I'm in. Uh, at the end, when I know this, what the story is about, I can say I write some words each day. Um, or when I have the manuscript and have to work on the editing, I, then I can take a, make a plan and say I will work on five pages each day. And if I feel like it, when I feel like I don't have any energy for this because I, then I have to take a break and I say I can work start next week again. Mm -hmm. But um, as long as I really need to have creative ideas or like to channel this, I cannot force it by saying every day I look at this paper and this, this doesn't work and this is what I had to accept so yeah. I can work on my website and do some marketing <laughs> if I really don't want to do anything creative because I think I also have those waves of creativity I, uh -huh. I'm there are certain times uh, where I'm very creative and there are other times where can I write blog posts were quite good and then so I really have to tune in and listen to what's the right time now for for doing this or that so mm -hmm. that's what i try right now that's kind of my process yeah really fascinating to, to mm -hmm. hear um do you, um, you you mentioned blog posts um mm -hmm. again is this in relation to uh, is this in relation to your uh, what are these blog posts about um they are more about yeah writing and creativity so right. when I journal, for instance, about my struggles with writing and my creativity, I kind of get ideas for blog posts. And I really try to start to write them now from a perspective of someone who needs help with writing. You know, if I see a post on Twitter of someone who says, I haven't written and like NaNoWriMo, I hate myself. I try to answer to that and tell him it's okay. And so this is how I create my blog posts nowadays because I just want to help people who also cannot work this linear process from start to finish. And a lot of people struggle with that, especially creative people. And they just need to know that it's okay to have another process. Yeah, that's mm. I think we're so used to seeing that, you know, you've you got to write 500 words a day. That's yeah. how you write books. That's how you're a proper writer. Mm. And, uh, you know, things like NaNoWriMo and, uh, you know, the, the, the word count challenges. Yeah. Um, and then I think this is why we all, one of the reasons we all kind of connected with Lauren's work yeah. Um, Lauren, yeah, I think she was the first person I came across where mm. I was like, oh, I've got permission to do things a little bit differently. Um, and I think there mm. are so many people out there. And this is, this is another thing that I've experienced. I don't know if you have, Anya, when I've, you know, decided to blog in this particular area, do this and that. Obviously, online, you see lots and lots of different people. And I, I remember I used to think I was like, oh, I, I can't be another like introvert INF blogger because <laughs> there's already somebody who's already done that. <laughs> and it is the most ridiculous thing because there's yeah. 6 billion people in the world 
Um, I know at least, at least half of those have an internet connection. Um, there's, <laughs> more, there's more than enough room for all of us and for, for you mm. to have your own, um, you, know, you, you don't, you don't, you don't have to be a Julia Cameron or a Stephen no. King mm. or a Joanna Penn. Mm. Um, you can be you and build your own little tribe and business mm. around that unit. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a spiritual mentor. Her name yeah. is Martha Creek. She, I, I, I learned about her through my spiritual center. I go in Miami and, and one thing she said to me, she said, said, John, yes, there's tons of writers who write inspirational essays and you know, how many, how many thousands of books are there out there like that? She said, but the difference is there never has been and there never will be another you. Right. Hmm. The, so whatever you write can't sound like anybody else because it's yeah. you. So you can talk, you can literally talk about what the same person was talking about 2000 years ago. And it's going to sound complete. It's going to sound different because you're adding your personality. Mm -hmm. You're adding your twist. You're adding your life experience to it. Mm -hmm. you're, you, you know, we, we all have our own life experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably talking to the people I've talked about but it's going to be different because I'm going to bring my own, my own history to it, my own attitudes, my own uh, personal family history, you know, whatever, everything into it. And so in that sense, it, it's, it's totally unique, you know, and that was, that was very empowering to me. It was re it really, it was like, Oh yeah, I can just be me. I can just be me. I don't have to try to be like anybody else or pretend that I'm like anybody else. I can just be me. And 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 that's and that's good enough you know so so important yeah so, you know like and you know we talk about you know genres and having to fit into this even that like i don't i'm not a uh, hugely uh, advocate of writing for genres because i actually think mm. it for me it kills and for a lot of people uh, it kills the authenticity of the process and you think about a genre and immediately you're not writing from that place of you you're writing yeah. from that place of oh trying to fit fit in right. um Something, thank you for sharing that, John. That is super important. Something you mentioned, Anya, um, you know, was, was an editor. Um, John, I, you, use, you use an editor as well, uh, yourself, right? Well, you know, I have two processes right now. My, my original book, I hired, my first book, I hired Joe Harrison. I think, she's, I think she lives in France. Uh, and actually, she did the formatting. My, my mm. editor, I'm sorry, she did the formatting. She's fantastic. She got my book uploaded to Amazon, did all that work. Uh, my editor uh, was somebody in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, uh, my next book is, is a whole different process. It's really interesting. I'm, I'm going through a publishing house. Um, um, it's the division of Hay House. Is I read it? this, yeah. And you're yeah, called Bal Balboa Press. And so... Like Rocky Balboa? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Balboa, Balboa, <laughs> Press. Yeah, they're a division of Hay House. Awesome. And, and so... How did that come, can I ask how that came about, John? Well, I have friends who I know who have been connected with Hay House for years. 
And so I learned that they have this division uh, where you can basically put, they, they, will, they will publish your work in the hopes that, you know, if it gets in front of enough people, the right people, maybe Hay House will publish it. But basically it's a, ver it's a much shorter process I mean, my understanding is, hey, house, you could put something there. It could take years before something gets mm -hmm. published. But this process could take three or four months, maybe five months. Uh, so they have an in-house uh, editor there who, who is going to be doing the editing. That, that process basically started for me this week, this week. So they have people who are going to be doing all that. For you, yeah. For, yeah. Um, that's exciting. Congratulations. Um, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, just uh, to go back to your editing in indie, back with your, uh, is it, what does indie mean? Where does it start? Where does it end? Uh, you, you know, you're going through, I guess you're going through, um, for the purposes of this conversation, I guess the book that I've put together, indie is like kind of start to finish you. So your first book and Anya for, you know, your stuff. Um, people putting a book together. One of the things is like, so like, what where do i get an editor how do how do i find that so how did that um how, how did you even how did you even approach that um finding an editor? i i had um in in germany here we had have a kind of list of editors or i just went online and googled it actually and i just was at a pros uh, as a part of my book where i knew i needed help just to get make it better and um so yeah, I looked up this list and then I just um, took the first one and got onto her website and I liked the reviews she had on her website and I just instantly clicked with her and then I sent her, I think it was two, 10 pages of my manuscript mm -hmm. and she kind of sent it back to me and said, yeah, had a little editing of them, not, not much work, but um, she did this for me for, I, I didn't, I don't know if I paid her or if she just did it for free so I could decide but I just saw on her notes that I really clicked with what she said and I really could already use what she said to make my text better so it really helped me and I knew I, I can trust her and I think this is very important that you get to know the editor how he or she works. It, it, so it sounds like you got a good feel for her from her what you saw online. Even. Yeah, I also liked, uh, she had reviews on her page from other people that worked with her and, and I also saw that she works for publishing houses as well. So I think this is also quite, might be important, but uh, the reviews she had just, they talked about that she is, was all on time, but also that they had fun with her, like the comments of her. So this was what clicked with me and that's why I sent it and sent her my first 10 pages and then I think then really important is also how she responds to your text because if you then get a negative feeling it's also then you cannot work together you have to find someone you trust on a certain mm. level because you have to kind of I mean in the end you decide what you take take on from her criticism but she uh, the editor kind of has to find a way to talk to you and get through to you and yeah I don't know you just need a good feeling about the person you want to work with I think absolutely yes uh, what about yourself John how did you how did you come across your editor for uh, Accept Connective? Well, it was through a, f a friend of a friend down down to Fort Lauderdale who I knew um, somebody who I'd, I had been friends with for years uh, down there 
And what I found interesting about that process is that I, I wanted to maintain my, you know, maintain my voice, you know, whatever I was saying and, and not lose that, but also, mm -hmm. you know, make sure I'm fixing the basic, basic, you know, grammar and, and tense and all that kind of thing. Just make mm -hmm. sure I'm fixing all that kind of thing, but w without losing whatever I was trying to say. And, and, and that, that, that's always interesting. And, and so I could, I totally agree with what Anya is saying that it's important to have a relationship uh, with that editor because you want to make sure you're having a conversation with them about, well, I know you're changing this word over here and, and you're, you're saying this word should be better than that word. But if they change that word, it could, it could change the message of what I'm trying to say, you know? Yeah. Um, you've almost got to be, you've almost got to be, kind of neutral but also it's that balance because obviously you're kind of not attached to it but you know the message you're trying to articulate and communicate right on the one hand you've got to be like i can't take yeah. this personally but i've got to respect and trust them and again we, we exactly. talked a lot about energy in this conversation i think there's got to be a really good energetic match between the two of you and it has yeah. to be all right yes and trust is a big thing that's a that's a that's a, that's a huge word that, that, that you that what they're going to do is they're going to fix the manuscript. They're going to fix the basic stuff, but you trust that they're not going to try to change. You know, in other words, they're not going to put their spin on, on what you should be saying. I mean, you could, you could have a certain message about something, but they might say, no, maybe you could say it differently here. Maybe your message should be different. Maybe you shouldn't be talking about this thing or that. You know what I mean? It could, it could get into that kind of thing. And so you have to be willing to have a conversation and say no this is actually what i meant this is really important is there another way is there a proper way grammatically and intense what is there a way i can say this differently correctly but i'm still getting the message across that i'm trying to convey you know and 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 so it's important that it's really it's you know what it is it's an exercise in voicing what's true for me, for us, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, it, it's an exercise in, in sticking up for ourselves and, and, and for myself and saying, this is what's important to me. And this is what I want to convey, and, and, but also surrendering to the process and realizing that I'm not going to do everything right. This is exactly why I need an editor. This is why mm -hmm. I need another set of eyes on this because me left to my own devices, I'm going to overlook things or I'm going to put things in different, you know, that's why I need that relationship. So the show, the relationship with the editor becomes so important to getting my message out there in a way that, that, that uh, other people are going to want to read it, you know, uh, you know, so it's, so it's, uh, it's readable basically. <laughs> cause I, cause I know, I know when I write my first draft of anything, it's like, I look back on it. I'm like, Oh my God, what, 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 what you know, <laughs> But that's okay. That's, that's the whole thing. You know, it's okay. Yeah. And like Anya was saying before, I've, you know, my thing is I have lots of essays. That's my thing. My thing is lots of short essays. So I literally in my, on my computer right now, I probably have about 10 or 15 essays that, that need to be edited. And I self edit all those. When I put stuff on medium, I do my own editing. So I, you know, cause they're short, they're like 500, 600 words or whatever. So, so I can do most of that. Um, but I, I will, 
I have lots of things in the pipeline. Like this morning, instead of writing, I spent time editing. You know, instead of, okay, I'm going to do that this morning. I feel like editing. I don't feel like creating something new. I feel like editing something, fixing something. So, but anyways, back, back to, back to the editor. Yeah. It's super important to have that relationship and be able to have those discussions and, mm-hmm. and, and, and build and build that. So it's going to be interesting for me. You know, I, I, in my first book, I had that relationship with my first editor. I don't know yet how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and so far it's been going okay with Babel Press. I've been, I've been enjoying the process. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know what's going to happen with the next book. Maybe I'll go back and say, you know, let me try something else. I don't know. It's, it's all an experiment. I, I, you know, I feel like, I feel like a newcomer in this process. I'm trying to figure out how to do the editing thing, but, but uh, it's, it's, it's awesome to, 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 to go through this. It's, it's, it really helps me to get out of myself and, and learn how to trust other people with my work that's another thing it's like oh that's my god thing. yeah yeah you learn yeah. a lot about yourself about the process yeah uh, mm-hmm. even in um, even in putting this book together you know the, the indie author is my first book and it's like um not speaking to editors and formatters and i'm like, i've never done this before and it's, it's almost <laughs> like uh you know um sending emails like yes yeah, so i'm a writer this is my book and i need an editor da, da, da. Really, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kind of playing this role where I'm like, yes, yeah. book must happen. Next step is, and then, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to when I upload on Amazon and keywords and KDP. And I'm just like, I'm literally just putting one foot in front of the other. Um, because I think, um, and yeah, I feel like with the first book, there's such a high, well, not, I'll, I'll remove the word high. It feels like there's such a barrier to entry in so many different ways from worthiness to put your stuff out, through to is it ready, through to how do I do it, through to how do I do it. There's so many options. Um, through to, yeah, like, so um, it's, yeah, kudos to both of you for actually getting through the process the first time around. Um, because, uh, would you say, I mean, it sounds obvious to say it, I can't comment on it directly yet myself. Is the first one the most difficult or, or is it different for you, Anya, because you were writing nonfiction and now the fiction feels more difficult because it's more kind of meaningful to you. Mm, that's, that's true. The meaning, it's just more meaningful and you gain experience with each book, but I would say there's still the same hurdles. <laughs> Because um, the technical details also this changes uh, quite quite quickly. Mm-hmm. What you have to do to get the book out and publish, and then I think with each project it's just always new, and you kind of have to take those steps again. You can remind yourself you did this once, you can do it again. But I think it's still it might be easier. But I think you. It's not like the second time it's totally <laughs> in the flow. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that. But you, I think the most important thing is that you enjoy each step. And that's what I do with my novels. I really enjoy each step. And sometimes it's hard, but then I like rem- remind myself that I really love doing it and I shouldn't put too much pressure on myself. So if you just enjoy the thought of that you will have a book in, in the end, and if you just remind yourself of that, each step is quite yeah, nice. And you can also think of the fact that you can decide on the cover. And when you are a self-publisher, you can decide on so many things and put all your own heart into this. So this is something 
if you remind yourself of that it helps you on the way when it sometimes gets hard or you're afraid of making a decision or something like that it's a great great point like yeah simple reminder but easily forgotten when you're like you know all these decisions and <laughs> all this pressure which a lot yeah. of us put on put on ourselves um i wanted to ask both of you about what you've got you've, you've kind of both alluded to it in different ways like what are you what are you working on at the moment um have you got anything else coming out? It sounds like both of you do have stuff that is, um, that you're kind of, uh, beavering away at. So, uh, Anya, it sounds like you've got a couple of things, um, that you're working on. What, what, what's. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on my pirate novel because I'm already having in my head that I want to send it out to my editor sometime. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also work, um, working on building a writing course because I think this is something quite interesting I can connect with people as well when I can help people and yeah I think those are the two main things and of course I would love to coach people on writing so I'm trying to figure out ways to get people to know that I'm there for them to, to help them and give them tips mm. so that's what I'm yeah what I'm working at right now Cool. And John, what about yourself? It sounds like you're, you've got some stuff as well. You mentioned the second and a, and a third book, I think. Yeah, the second book is getting worked on. And then I've got a th like a 30-day video series that I'm working on to on, on compassion, basically on, on compa compassion for ourselves and other people. Um, the book... The next book that's coming out it was a series of essays that I wrote starting this past March, beginning of the pandemic. And basically it's about how I've been reacting in an emotional and spiritual way to the change of life and, and how basically how we heal from this uh, on an emotional and spiritual level. So it's a series of essays about that. And I have to say the next book, my third book I'm really, really excited about. Uh, the, the, this one, it's kind of interesting. I'm already thinking past <laughs> because that's what I do. I'm already thinking past the next one. But the third one, uh, I'm, I'm a scuba diver. And uh, my, my wife got me into it about eight years ago. And we, we literally have traveled all over the world um, to Australia and the Caribbean and Central America. I mean, just all over the place. And I was terrified of being in the ocean when I first started. Oh my God. I was like, I don't even know how my wife put up with me. I was, I was just a terrible student and um, just full of anxiety and fear. And so this book is going to basically be about how I overcame the fear of that, of, of diving and how all the principles of not quite knowing what you're diving into and all the life experiences that I've had and how I've worked over overcome, overcome my fear and how I've overcome those same fears in other areas of my life and tie them together. And basically, you know, how diving has changed my life and how, how it's helped me lose fear of other things in my life. So it's almost, it almost feels like a memoir. It's not really a memoir, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really, uh, pardon the pun, but it's a, it's a deeper look at, 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 at taking a deep dive into uh, my fears and looking at how I've overcome them and how, and how diving has affected that part of my life. And so 
that process is going to be really different. I can see myself one day like writing the whole outline and mm -hmm. you know, I already have it in my mind, like what I'm going to do already. I, you know, um, so I don't know. I, it, it feels like it's going to be kind of a, I don't know, a couple month process to just get this thing out. And I could, you know, something Anya said earlier about sitting down and just pour, letting it pour out and, and, mm. and, and blocking at that time and saying, I'm just going to do this thing. That project feels like that kind of energy where I'm going to have to block out a bunch of time or something because it's going to come out so fast. I can already tell it's one of those things like I have so much pent up uh, things I want to say about those processes and how important it's been to my life. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about that next one. I really, uh, it, that's going to be really interesting. It sounds awesome. Sounds like a, uh, you know, hey, we were talking about you maybe wanting to step in and be a little bit more vulnerable and sharing yourself and your story. Mm. That definitely sounds like it's moving in that direction. I remember you mentioned scuba diving um, and the fear of the water and getting over that when we spoke on the podcast one-on-one. -on -one. Um, yeah. I'm talking to you both one-on-one. -on -one. We'll share those links alongside this episode. Um, so yeah, I'd imagine that, you know, uh, that would be a really worthwhile project, John, for you as well, actually to, um, uh, to, to re-experience uh, slash process um, probably some inner, some inner stuff um, yeah. that you know, it sounds like on the one hand, you kind of know just how magical it's been, but I feel like, uh, you know, you're already talking about knowing it'll pour out. If, mm. if there's stuff to pour out, it's, uh, it's generally useful for it to come out. So um, mm. that's really exciting, man. Yeah. 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 And I just, sorry, I just want to say the topic, the fear, and this is something I'm also struggling with. So I'm, I think this is a really, really great topic to write about. And hmm. I'm definitely already interested in that. Because <laughs> okay, I, I am one of those persons that really struggle with fear and anxiety. And so I think this would be really helpful for me to personally to read that. So just to let you know that you already have someone interested. That's really in that. interesting. <laughs> You know, I just, just a very, very quick story about that. When, when we first, when you, I, my wife introduced the idea of diving to me, I put a snorkel on and jumped in the pool and I immediately like freaked out. I'm like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I mean, really, it was that terrifying to jump in the pool with a snorkel. Years later, here I am with a scuba tank on in the Cayman Islands, diving on a wall and a wall is a vertical shear where literally you're hovering alongside this wall and the bottom is about 6,000 feet down. And I'm, and I'm hovering on this wall and I'm like, how did I get from the pool yeah. and the snorkeling to hovering where the bottom below me is 6,000 feet? How did that happen? And, and, and that process from that snorkel to that is kind of what I'm talking about. Like how did I get from point A to point B and, mm. and to where I can jump in the ocean because we're going to go diving tomorrow. And I know when I go jump in, I'm going to be like excited. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to jump in. Well, you, you go know? on the weekends now, don't you, John? You, you yeah, know, basically every Saturday. Really into, that's, that's, yeah. that's, awesome. that, that is some transformation. Yeah, uh, it's changed my yeah. life. It's changed my whole life. It's changed how I teach. It's changed how I interact with other people. It's changed my relationship. Um, my spiritual relationships. I mean, just, it's just changed every area of my life. So I appreciate you saying, uh, saying that, and that, that, that's really, 
cool that you resonate with that. And I think there's a lot of people that resonate with that. There's a lot mm. of people that have their own fears of yeah. not doing things and whatever. So I think it'll provide a deeper layer of um, you, John. And I think um, even the stuff that you've put out already, it will add uh really yeah. interesting insightful context you know what you said about oh you're super into stories and hearing how people have changed and transitioned yeah um well guess what i'm pretty your audience will be <laughs> comprised of the same sort of people mm. and they'll love to see how that came about for you and the man behind um the essays and the tweets and the videos that i've seen that you put out so now that's really cool interesting um for those listening to this that want to connect with you both, what's the best way to do that? Uh, Anya, where should people go? You can find me on Twitter. It's ASRenner1, I think. And I have a website. I think that's the main point you can go to. That's asrenner.com. It's in German and in English. So if yep. you speak English, you can go there. <laughs> you've got translations for both. I've seen it. It's yeah. great. And I know you've got your... You've got your fiction, you've got your blog that you were talking about. Yeah. You've got your coaching page, I think. Yes, I have a coaching page there. So if you're interested in that, you can come there. And my first yeah, meeting will be free so that we could get to know each other. So if you're interested in that, you can also go to my website. Hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I want to say, like, um, please check out Anya and John's stuff. Anya and I, these, these writing sessions that we're hosting together are super, super fun. Oh, yeah. On YouTube um, as well. And I know it's nice for me to know if ever I have some challenges in my own writing, I've got someone I can come to. Um, I think you'll I think you I think you'll be an awesome coach and anyone will be really fortunate to work with you. So uh, yeah, check out Anya stuff if you're listening to or, or watching, I should say this. I forget that we're also gonna be putting this out. <laughs> listening, watching, however you're experiencing it. Um, John, have you got a, a website and that links to your stuff and your social media profiles? Yeah, John C. Davis author.com. Awesome. And you'll find all my medium connections on there and my YouTube channel and my Twitter account. Um, I, yeah, all my Facebook, it's all on there. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. I want to thank you both once more for taking part in this and also just showing up really honestly and openly. Um, it's refreshing to have these conversations. I, um, uh, I always try and like record the sorts of conversations that I don't hear myself. Um, yeah. and I've not, I'll be honest, I, I've listened to writing podcasts. I've not, I've not listened to too many, um, talking about some of the things we've talked about in the way that we've talked about it. And you two have, have you know, been a huge part of that. Um, <laughs> just by the interview. Well, thank you. So, so thank you. I really appreciate it. And, uh, I think others listening and watching will as well. Yeah, I, thank I've you for a, inviting us. Yeah, I, I've learned a lot today. <laughs> thank you so much for, uh, you know, I just want to say, Anya, thank you for your experience with all your writing. I mean, I, I'm I'm just very inspired by that, and uh, it, it's really, and and Jazz, you know, thank you for all that you're doing. You know, Anya and I were talking about that the other day. Is mm. the amazing work you're doing with the INF Club, yeah. bringing people together, and it's just, I I just I feel honored that you, you know asked me to be part of this I, I i feel very very honored and so i appreciate I, it honestly speaking we've talked a lot about energy i follow i go with the flow i follow my energy with all these things um i decided i want to do i want to do three of these conversations and uh, i want to include you both and i want to do interview you together so hey i don't know don't know where it comes from probably something <laughs> something 
outside of um and inside of me very deeply that i'm not even aware of um so yeah no it's been really fun thank you both yeah it's been awesome. yes well me too yeah yeah i loved it it's great i hope you enjoyed this episode of diary of an indie writer with me jazz hoti my hope is a to share my writing with the world and b to help fellow writers produce and make money from their writing in a healthy way. You can find my written diary and more of my tips and resources for writers by visiting www.indiewriter.net. Thank you for listening and I hope to see you again here soon.